Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Check it out, Alright, this is the Earn's World Podcast. Welcome back. It's your host, DJ Earn One. And this your boy, Diff You. And uh, today we got a special guest. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, it's your boy, Ishmael. What's good with it? Facts. Uh, but it's the homie, Ish. Used to live down the block, but he's about to move to LA. So, um, we have to send him off the right way. AKA Charlie Classic. Yeah. Big facts, big facts. But yeah, Ish, um, I guess talk to people how you ended up, and tell people how you ended up here in PDX, and tell people... Why you? What, I guess what, what's, what's taking you to where you going to next? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I hate to be that one to cut you off when you start. But you know, I gotta add one thing. What's up? People, oh. Charlotte, man. Oh, like, that's my fucking thing. That's real shit. That's how we connected. This, 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 this is Charlotte chapter we talking. Yes, I mean for real. For I met Ish through one of the homies, another homie Justin that I got out here from Charlotte was in like a focus group initially. We started talking. We were like, "Blase, blase." I'm from X, Y, and Z. He was like, "Blase, blase." I'm from X, Y, and Z. And we was like, "Oh, where, where, where in, where in the city you grow up?" Told me a side town he grew up in. Asked him who we knew down there that I knew. He pretty much knew pretty much all the same people. Then we exchanged contact info. Then we, I ended up meeting him. I ended up meeting Ish through uh, the homie Justin. He was like, "There's another homie out here from Charlotte that you should meet." And then the rest is kind of history. We've been kind of cool ever since. And then through me, <clears throat> Tevin and Ish met. And uh, like I said, the rest is kind of history. Yeah, man. So I just had to add that because motherfuckers love to leave the good shit out. Might be. I forgot I about that. That's a major that, detail. That is though. a very major detail because like a lot of people from Charlotte are actually out here, and it's cool to have like a connection. You know what I'm saying? Because we really do kind of like stay in contact at least. And if you know we find out somebody that's from Charlotte is here, it's like yo, we welcome everybody. It's like yo, let's get together. Yeah, nah, facts. We also got some other homies in the room, um, JC and Ali. Ali is also from North Carolina. He's just from a little further north in, in, in the state. Uh, he's from Greensboro. Got some Carolinians in the building. But yeah, and JC, Young Cali over there, Young Cali kid. Yeah. Appreciate y'all showing up and pulling up on us. Big facts. You know? <clears throat> but um, yeah, man, you know, homie-ish, man, you, uh, you leaving us, leaving man. Leaving us, man. He's going to LA. Yeah, man. I'm excited, man. Like, for real, for real. Um, yeah, I'll tell y'all a little bit about myself, for real. Um, name is Ishmael. Been out in Portland for about four and a half years now. Like they said, I'm from Charlotte. Moved out here from, well, I've been in a lot of different places. Born in Florida, Orlando, Tallahassee, Charlotte. <clears throat> Speak up a little bit more. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. I bet. Yeah, so I've been in a lot of different places. Born in Florida, um, moved to Charlotte, went to school in Indiana, went to Purdue University. <clears throat> from there, I got my first job in Seattle, now I'm in Portland. And then since I mostly work remote, I decided to move out to L.A., see something different. I was getting tired of the Pacific Northwest. It's been smooth, but the weather, um, the people are cool. But, you know, I just want, like, a bigger community as well. So, and some more sun. Faster pace? Like, faster pace, more things to do, more things to see. So, That's shit. you know, Pacific Northwest is a cool stepping stone, but I'm excited to step out and see something new for real, for real. Facts. I mean, which part of LA you moving to? Uh, I'll be in downtown. I know it has like a little bad rep, but it's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a little bit better down there. Uh, you know, it's 
I won't say it's been gentrified, but it's gentrified. It's, it's gentrified <laughs> so it's a little bit nicer than what it was back in the day. But like I said, I'm excited to be out there. Excited to be with like a lot of my homies. Uh, a lot of them are from Charlotte as well, so it'd be good like connecting back with them and just meeting like a lot of locals and seeing what the city has to offer. You know. Nah, that's fair. Yeah. I that's mean, definitely fair. That's one thing I kind of miss about um, and I feel like I kind of allude. I might have mentioned this in one of our earlier episodes. If not, I definitely mentioned it in one of our like test runs. So it's a little hazy. But I moved out here from from New York, so for me it was tough to get over the the hurdle of not having like I don't know like cultures to directly subcultures that I'm interested in to directly tap into. Because like in New York, pretty much every subculture exists. I imagine it's the same in LA. I mean, you could probably confirm. You used to live there. I mean, I've never been in New York, though. Yeah, but I mean... So, but I, I kind of feel like, yeah, we always look at those two cities as, like, the staples of certain certain situations. Yeah, they're like, they offer as essentially the same thing, but on different sides of the country. That's that's very true. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Definitely. Yeah, because, like, if you... I, I'll get this way. I tell people all the time, if you're interested in, in music, comedy... Fashion. Poetry, fashion, all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, hey, that ex- 100% exists in New York. Like, even if you don't work in those spaces, you can easily tap into it just based on... The people you'll bump into and run into in the city which yeah. still exists now but i feel like that shit is you can really get it anywhere man which is one I mean, yeah now with the internet yeah but i mean of course it's like not to get off subject but that's been like that's always been a thing like new york or la that's like pe- place people want to go there and shit and of course i've been there and i to see it for myself but at the end of the day i really realized that all that shit just comes down to relationships and people you know which you can get anywhere yeah but at the same time you still got to be able to physically <clears throat> or have the means to physically get to the place if you want to actually, like, yeah. physically tap in. I mean, I think your biggest hubs are always going to be L.A. and New York, right? Uh, like, yeah. Those people are always... Biggest well, hubs. Yeah, and they're always, like, going in and out between each other, so... That is true. Those are always going to be your hub for anything entertainment, and those are always going to be the places where people go to, like, build their careers. So, obviously, you can do it in other places as well, but it's probably going to be a little bit slower, so that's why people always go to, like, that's L.A. True. and New York. Yeah, those places are for real, for real. But like, those are those are constants in terms of like, like you said, getting your career off the ground and stuff like that. Depending on what you want to do. Yeah. Which is funny because we are all from the same place, so we yeah, you're right. Because coming from Charlotte, and then coming here, and then you going to L.A. It's like we kind of swap, but still, it's like you see, you you know the pace. Yeah. Like coming from where we from, you see what pace is like, and I feel like you can see that too. Like you moving to New York. Like, North Carolina's a slow-paced city, bro. Like, especially where we from. But Charlotte is, is, like, we are outside of Charlotte. We're Concord. Charlotte is faster-paced than Concord. And that's slow-paced still. You know what I'm saying? So, when you go into a bigger city, like, you're really dealing with a whole new different, like, vibe and energy. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, though, me living in L.A., knowing what I know now, well, knowing what I, me living, when I lived in LA and knowing what I know now, I'm like, shit, if I would have like been there with the knowledge I have now, things would have been different, obviously, but I feel like I would still much rather be here than in LA with the knowledge I have because it's like, for some reason, Portland seems like a place where people is connected with LA and New York all the time, in a sense, like people are like very, they travel in and out, This it's like, this is like a hub almost in, in the sense of like, Connecting two places. Well, yeah, I mean, you or also like got, all around the world. You also have. I mean, just I just think of the agencies and the brands that exist out here. Like you got Nike here, you got Adidas here. You have the agencies that support those brands here. So like they're always doing work out of studios based in New York and LA. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just honestly a lot of those brands like key markets. So it's like in order for them to really 
I don't know, really speak to their consumer. They have to create the content in those spaces in order to, you know, resonate with who they're trying, who they're, who they're trying to speak to. Are you leaving more so for, like, work-related? I, I feel like, obviously, it's probably a 50-50, but is it really, like, what is it really for you? Is it, like, work or is it lifestyle that you're really aiming for in L.A.? Yeah, so for me, at least, like, initially, it's 100%, like, lifestyle, right? Like, for me, I want... Again, I mentioned this earlier. I want better lifestyle in regards to just one being able to go outside all the time because the weather's nice. I want the sun like being out here in this weather, the rain, the snow. I mean, it doesn't snow that often, but the rain, the constant gray weather, <clears throat> definitely messes with my mental. And because of that, like I've always felt myself like getting kind of down in the wintertime. You know that seasonal depression and stuff. So yep. for me, I feel like going out to LA will help like alleviate a lot of that. Especially being a Caribbean boy, like I need some sun, I need that, that vitamin D. So <clears throat> I think that'll help me just like be in a constant better mood. And then obviously with the grind of LA as well, you know, constantly like want to be a little bit more and like constantly like just always being on the grind and that hustle. Um, hopefully it'll help me just like constantly keep going in my career. Strapping well. that sword. Yeah, meeting people, networking, and just constantly growing for for so. It's a lot. That's like <clears throat> mainly what I'm looking forward to when I go to LA. Sounds like lifestyle, but strategic too. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. You know sure. what I'm saying? Because yeah, I feel that though. Yeah, and I don't plan on being out there forever. Like, you know, I'm about to turn 30 soon this year. So for me, I do want to buy a house eventually. I want to settle down. So I don't know how long I'll be out there, just because the houses out there that you really want are like millions <laughs> of dollars. So. Probably move back to the Facts. south eventually, or maybe every like, house out there is millions of dollars. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I want to visit Canada, man. I think I'm going to end up going to visit Canada. You said BC, soon. right? Yep. I've never been to Vancouver, BC. Any y'all been to v Vancouver? Yeah. No. Yeah, I've been there. How was it? It's boring, so. <laughs> well, see, I, I want to go there more for like art and film, so. <laughs> what if it might like, if, it might be a little different from my perspective? But what about it's boring? I heard. I mean, because I heard it's kind of dope. But I heard it's dope from, from, from my like I'm saying. It depends on what you're getting into. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, I didn't really know what was out there for, for like, uh, I went out there just on the wind with some friends, and the only thing, like, we really saw was, like, Granville Island. Like, I didn't feel like there was, like, much to do out there. Shit, you got Narwhal out there. Hey, he's right. He's in he Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I'm sure he's not kicking him with Narwhal. No, but, like, I went to Toronto as well, and I thought Toronto was, like, absolutely fire. Like, that just seemed like a dope city. That was... Absolutely amazing time. I went there last year for my birthday and went out with some friends. And it was the first time that Carabana... You got a good nightlife? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. But it was the first time that Carabana came back in two years. So because of that, it was just like up. Like, people from around the world were there and we was turned. Like, we turned the whole weekend. That's what's up. The whole week, my bad. Yeah, I heard Toronto's lit. Yeah. Absolutely fire. Well, shit. Very lit. <clears throat> Food was great. Great places to shop. Like Pretty women. Very pretty women, dope ass thrift shops, good food, like good weed. There's weed on like, or can we say that on here? Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> definitely say weed on here, bro. There's there's like, oh, uh, like weed shops on like two on every block. Like how we have Starbucks on every block, they got like weed on every block. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, because weed was legal in Canada before it was legal anywhere in the states, right? Yeah, they, they had they play the cannabis cup out there. Oh, probably. Right. That's in Toronto, I don't right? Know about that though. The cannabis cup? I really don't know nothing about that, and I should know. I work in the weed industry, but bro, look at in America. Yeah. yeah, but um, real shit though. 
is there anything you gonna miss from here? Um, a hundred percent. The homies, like first and foremost, we like, don't count. I'm talking about like just literally. I'm talking. I'm talking about. Damn, I'm, we don't no, count. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm for real. Cause like I'm talking about like <laughs> I'm talking about like in the city though. Like shit. Like you know, food or like environment wise or like hangout spots like bars. Like is there what anything that you found in Portland other than like you know people and relationships that you gonna miss? Hell nah. I'm about, about, about to say, he said, it took too long to answer that shit. Nah. Yeah, nah. Part of the reason I wanted, I wanted that question asked, though, is just because I was like, yeah, man, this man got hella gripes about this city. So it's like, I know there's some stuff out here. I mean, like, I wouldn't even say hella gripes, right? Like, there are some things. I definitely don't have hella gripes about Portland. Like, again, I've been in the Pacific Northwest for my whole 20s. Like, I graduated university. I went to Seattle. I would say I have more gripes with Seattle than I do with Portland. Like, Portland. Okay. Like yes, I bitch about the weather and like the the dating and stuff like that. But outside of that, I mean like that's just what it is in Portland. Like you gotta just get over that. And then outside of that, like Portland's cool. You know, you find your homies, you find your community, and then you, it is what you make it, right? So <clears throat> yeah, you know, I bitch and moan about some things, but realistically, like shit, we all we we are, he know he'll tell you I, how much do I bitch about some shit in Portland. Every time I come on the, the west side, side I, I hate Every the west time. side. He's always like, bro, there ain't nothing to eat on the west side. Yeah, fuck the west side. <laughs> it's, the main, it's the main complaint over here on this side of town. I'm trying to think of what, what other stuff you complain about out here. Oh, um, what is it? Nowhere to park? Nah, it really is the, no, it's really the food thing that I, I just have beef with. The way they do food out here and the way they always trick you with the schedules and timing. Like, you can go on, them on, on you, you know, try to look up, see what the uh, schedule is on a restaurant. And that shit's never accurate, or they want to play with you and close early. You know what I'm saying? Close at 2 o'clock, open up at 7. Like, who the fuck does shit like that? Like, we trying to just get food. You I don't know. know. It's just crazy to me that people still, like, reference Real and Men as <laughs> one of the best places to get fried chicken in Portland. Like, that'd be driving me crazy. I'm like, yo, man, that place is not it. Because you never, have you ever had Real and Men-ish? No, I don't think so. Any of y'all ever had Real and Men? No? What food spots you fucking with in Portland? You ain't had none? Is it, like, whatever to you? I'm not going front. Like, I do a lot of cooking. Like, I don't. He cooks, he cooks a lot. That's fair. That's fair. You do every time I pull up at your crib. You do low key be cooking. I cook every bro, time. Like, so I feel you. I save money. I like understanding like what's going in my body, and it's really just that simple. Like, a lot of times too, I order food, and then when it's nasty, I'm upset because I've been like, damn, I could have definitely made something better than this. Hundred percent. That's fair. And then has some left over for the next day. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm a foodie, so. I, and naturally, just like I gotta try places. I'm just so I'm a foodie too, but like at the same time, like I like to like I'm a foodie in regards to like I, I like to eat it and then make it later. Like if I like the food, then I'm hey, like, okay. I ain't even mad at that. Yeah. I feel you on that. That's actually kind of the way to go. That's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because I've been trying to tell people that like, I'm like yeah, like I've been trying to like recreate stuff that I like out of certain <laughs> restaurants just so I don't necessarily have to like yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. I don't know, just spend money on it all the time. Like for example, like I love hibachi fried rice. It's like not that difficult to make. Yeah, and imagine if you got a little joint too, like you know, cook that shit up quick. Yeah, shorty love when you cook for it too. That's just a, a little extra. True, true. Don't you got a little shorty right now too? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Tell us I about do. her. Um, <laughs> we got a spot like that, but nah, her name's uh, Ariel. She's dope. Um, she works in like the medical research field. You be cooking for her? You be whooping up that work? We've cooked together. You be whooping up that I've work? Cooked, I've cooked some food. She's had some food that I've, I've prepared before. Okay. She's going to tell them it's good. I've been given a stamp of approval. 
That's you told I, me it was good. I'm just, but that ain't got to do her. That ain't got to do her. You, you her said her it was. You said it was good. Yeah, it was. But I'm still. She said it was good. My yeah. older brother said it was good. Everybody I made it for said it was good. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. I do be keeping it a buck with him. I tell him if it's bland or not. No, I'm like, I appreciate. You. I don't even. I don't even trip over it. Either. I'm like, look, I just been, go back you, to the drawing board and get it right I next time. I can't lie though. Tokyo table ain't fucking with my bruh. Fuck Tokyo table. No disrespect, but fuck unlocked. Tokyo table. That's the hibachi spot? Yeah. That's the one on like Division. Yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing as Benihana. Mm. It's low key as hell though. It is very low key. Like, there, you right? drive, you drive, I drove. Used, one, like, on the east side, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to, I used to drive past it all the time, and I, I had no idea it was there. And I just happened to like one day, just want some hibachi, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh. We went there. Um, this joint been here the whole time. Like a couple months ago, me, Ashton, uh, Justin's girl. Ashton said he didn't really like it like that. I ain't gonna hold you. It's really not like anything crazy. Ashton's picky. It's not nothing crazy though. It really ain't like the point to what we were saying is like he could cook that shit at the crib, and it's like damn, like you spent all that and you can cook that, have leftovers, and it was like yo, this shit actually busting. Facts. Facts, and it yeah. cost me like what fifteen bucks to make. So yeah, I feel you on that. As opposed to me spending thirty bucks and me having no leftovers. Shit, <laughs> motherfuckers know me. I don't cook, man. My kitchen's small as fuck. I ain't got time for that shit, man. That shit is stressful. Cooking's supposed to be therapeutic. Like I don't mind the whole cooking process. I just hate I the whole no, prep. I just, I, hold, I just hate the prep and the cleaning process. I don't mind any of that. But if you're in a cramped kitchen with no space, bro, with no counter space, no, I agree with that. It's yeah. very stressful, and I don't think if you've ever tried it, like no cap, like I got my kitchen, bro, is small. I got one counter, and that one counter has a sink in it and a microwave. So I don't have no space. I like literally have to like chop vegetables on my stove and shit. It's like stupid shit. It's like, bro, you can't do it. It's like. So you got pretty much. It's yeah, stressful. Yeah. It's just stressful. I, I don't even. That's why I'm like, fuck cooking right now. Because it's like I need a bigger space. So I'm, I'm kind of eating out, man. I can't lie. This shit's not fun. But I ain't about to be cooking in that motherfucking kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you said you, oh, so you about to move to L.A. You about to have hella good food down there. What you, what you, Hell yeah. What's your first meal in L.A. about to be? Um, I mean, what do you think it's gonna be? Grab that tattoo ramen for you when you out there, cause it's been yeah. Bad. I'm a people that you gotta remind me. I got but, you. Um, I mean, we can show it to you in a little bit. Not for sure. Uh, what I'm looking forward to definitely probably some good Jamaican food. Um, Jamaican really food had, in California, I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, I'm yeah I heard they got good Jamaican food out there. Yeah, for real? Hopefully yeah. Some good Caribbean food. Um, definitely some good wings too. You know, they got chicken spots everywhere out yeah, there. Besides like Alberta's, I feel like ain't really like a lot of like good chicken spots, like wing spots. So, so. What was the name of the restaurant you're talking about? The ramen spot? Tatsu Ramen. But that's mainly what I'm looking forward to. But, um, yeah, I'm interested in like just trying a lot of different things as well. I really just want to get like real custom to like just the <laughs> LA culture and like what people like to eat and stuff. So, I'm going to definitely be around everywhere just looking. But. I, I know a few dope ass spots in LA, man. That um, I mean, I just found a video on Tattoo Ramen. If you want to check that out real quick, hey, go ahead. All right. There's a few spots that uh, that I know of in LA that's kind of vibe. Nah, I'm not even talking food spots. It's got a hint of ginger as well. I wish y'all could hear it, but you know, I don't got enough headphones. Pork or chicken, and you can even add some cheese to make it a little creamier. Sorry. So Next time. The noodles aren't like mushy. It's like really al dente. Yeah. Perfect. They make the noodles on the spot there. Like one of those dishes that you want on a cold day or on a 
I do love ramen though, so I'll probably keep it. There's no good ramen out here, man. That's one thing. That's ramen's trash out here. I don't know. I, it's I not terrible. All, I mean, there's a few right. good spots to get ramen it's from. Bland you gotta, no all the spots I had is bland, no flavor. You gotta go to the right spots, man. That's the one thing about I, that's my biggest gripe about the Portland food scene is just that they don't really season their food properly out here. And I wouldn't say they don't season it properly. They just don't necessarily add the appropriate amount of salt to bring the rest of the flavors in the food out. What's that one spot? So I guess you could say they don't season their food. You said what now? There's that one spot in there, uh, Target, with the ramen. Mm, I don't know. Which Target? The one downtown? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the one downtown. Yeah, I don't know. There's a speakeasy in L.A. called... Uh, I think... I think so. Maybe. What's it called? Yeah, I, know, I never had it before. There's it's, a, it's like Mayor Drexler's. Uh, I'll be forgetting the name, but it's Slabs. There's a, um, there's a speakeasy in L.A. I think it's called Adult Store. Um, and it looks like a, a an adult video store, but like when you walk in, it's like a theater. Like they have like an actual theater where you can watch movies. There's a bar and shit. But how I found out about it was when I was in L.A. I was doing um, Postmates, and I forgot where I was like stopping at. But basically, it was a frequent spot that I would go to to wait doing Postmates, and um, I would look across the street and there was like this adult store be like broad daylight. I would see like people waiting outside this store and on the window it says adult store triple X. And I'm like, why is there a line at an adult store? Like this kind of weird because it's like the way it was lined up. You was like, people don't just line up at an adult store. It's like, what the fuck going on? <laughs> so I, after a few days of just like seeing this happen, I ended up looking it up and it's in an actual fucking speakeasy bro and it's fire as fuck but okay. it's just cool there's a lot of like hole and it's like hole in the wall like when you look it looks like a sketchy ass adult store you would never even know it looks like empty ass parking lot but people be like lined up going in and shit that's interesting so shit like that be out here this joint no this no. ain't no this is uh no this ain't it wait a minute when, what is this? I mean, it's like a speakeasy in LA. I figured this. I searched adult store in LA, Los Angeles. Speakeasy. No, this, it has an actual theater, like an actual, like it's like a, it's like a, like a, like it's like a small like theater. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I just still showing up right now. So. You know what? That, what has like a lot of good speakeasies as well? Like Seattle. Seattle has like a ton of like. It's 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 literally called like adult store or something like that. Like it's called like adult store or some shit like that. But anyway, the shit is gnarly. And the point is, there's cool ass, like, hole in the wall spots like that in LA. And, like, you know, think about it from a standpoint of, like, there's so much vast shit you can get into versus out here. Oh, yeah. You do got speakeasies out here, but it ain't, like, it ain't cool. Like, it ain't, it ain't got no vibe, really. Right. I mean, I'm not really a speakeasy type of guy. You know? I'm just saying that there's cool shit to get, there's a cool shit like that to get into out there. Nah, you know what I'm saying? saying? You just never know. It's literally like, you gotta just explore and just be curious and find shit. Cause if I would, I would have never known if Secret. I was just like, it's called Secret. Oh, okay. But it says adults only on the sign. Yeah, because there was no yeah, yeah. sign on it. There's no name. It just it just says adults only. All right, let me see if I can find the video. That shit's pretty cool, though. I want to see it. It's, it's cool. Somebody probably is going to walk through. They had to. I mean, this was like, this was 2015, 2016. So, I don't even know if it still exists anymore. Oh, it's water right fast. All right. Um... Show. Got it. 
I took the headphones with you, man. Cool. Oh, he said I gotta get some water real quick. <laughs> Feel you. Go quit your thirst. <laughs> what you pulled up though is it though? Because when you walk in, it looks like an adult store. It's almost. It's literally when you. It looks the everything. They got like videos, actual adult videos and shit. So you don't. You basically gotta walk through to know. That with that is a speakeasy, or else you're just gonna walk back out like, oh, this is a adult store. It's it's pretty 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 crazy, but I don't know what the fuck that is. They might not even have no videos on it. I'm not sure. Yeah, this is it right here. Yeah, probably. I don't know that lighting like that. They probably just did that on some. That looks dope though. I've seen that. That doesn't. I mean, I've never seen it with that lighting in there. That's but so I but can't like, tell. It says like a video store, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And when you walk in, yeah. So I got a question, man. What's so, up, man? So, Tev, I know you're excited for, like, AI in, like, the next five years. All right, what you excited no, for? I'm not excited for AI in the next five years. All right, what you, okay, what you, what you excited <laughs> about in regards to, like, AI? I'm not excited. I just like fucking with it. <laughs> like, I'm not excited, but I just think, I just like fucking with, like I said. You just like playing with it because it's new. Yeah, like, I'm an artist. Like, I like to do creative shit. It's fun. And then, yeah, like, that shit cool. You still be doing the NFTs and stuff? I never actually did an NFT. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was trying to get into NFTs, but like, it's not for me making one though. I was just, you know. But, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The AI shit is cool though, man. But that's people are so scared of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I said before, it's just you gotta balance the playing field. And um, I don't know. Fucking keep creating, man. Yeah, I mean, I think people got reasons to be scared though, right? The art shit is one conversation, but as far as just AI in general, dog, no, nah, I don't really fuck with that shit. That shit is like. That shit's scary, dog. I mean, I I feel like it's only scary because like the sandbox isn't very clearly defined as like what is acceptable and unacceptable from an AI standpoint. I think it could be scary, but I think it could be dope in terms of like it can be hella what, dope. What like it can actually do, especially Hell yeah. for like people, especially for like automation, right? Just making like life easier for people and processes in general. But that statement is still dangerous. Make life easier. That ain't always a good thing. We already handicapped as it is, and it's, making things easier, making making things easier is a slippery slope because you still have skill set, and I feel like skills. It kind of still all that still kind of like is in the equation. You know what that is? What? It's evolution. No, I, okay, I feel you, but still, at the end of the day, you got skills, and then you got people. Who have shortcuts. There's always going to be shortcuts. But at the end of the day. Once you eliminate all of that to where it's just straight to the point. It does kind of get to the point to where it's like. Alright. Well there's there doesn't need to have any skill set involved. Which is. I don't, I don't think we'll ever get rid of anything right. Like think about it. We right? won't. But we like, will. Think about it in terms of like old ages. Like hunter gatherers. Where you know people were. People have skills with like skill crafting or trading. And things of that sort. All we did throughout like back then. Versus now is make it easier, but people still have skills in order to get that work done. No, but I feel you. It's not gonna go go away one hundred percent. But I believe that authenticity, as we know it, is slowly becoming more of a un, not, I don't, I'm gonna say underground at this point because it kind of is. That's the best way. I know. But authenticity is is it's not going away. It's just less in the forefront. To and that's across the board with everything. I mean, it's even down with the food. You damn near can't. We were just talking about it. Like everything's processed. Like Everything authentic and organic is damn near like 
swept under the rug. You got to find that shit. So, yes, AI shit going to evolve, but authenticity is going to become more of a, I don't want to say niche thing, but it's going to be, it's, authenticity is going to become more authentic. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, because I feel like the things that we look for in authenticity is going to have to, you're going to have to actually go out of your way to get it. And it's starting to be like that more and more now, if you think about it. You know what I'm saying? And with the AI shit, you ain't going to be able to tell what's what sooner or later. So you're going to have to go out of your way to really find the real shit. But yeah, back to your point on like, I guess, skill eliminating. I mean, really technology eliminating. I'd say technology eliminates the need for certain skills to exist. Because I mean, if you think about it this way, obviously, it's going to be people who still possess these skills that are like seemed as kind of kind of, kind of looked at as archaic at this point. Like, I mean, I guess this is kind of the best example, like the grocery store and like the whole hunter-gatherer mindset. Like, the grocery store exists, and now people no longer need to go do the whole hunter-gathering thing. Like, just walk down the block. Yeah, they don't necessarily need to, like, grow their own crops and, like, do all this other shit, right? They could just walk into a grocery store, pick up some bananas, pick up some chicken and shit. Yeah, but I mean, but if you think about it, the people that do possess those skills, if shit is to go left, like, for example, like, there is to be, like, some type of, like, I don't know, like, anarchy or like pan, another pandemic or pandemonium situation breakout those people are better off to survive than I mean, we can all agree that there's levels to the this majority shit. of other people there's levels to this shit it's a slippery slope bro it's a slippery slope for a lot of this shit it's really, <laughs> so I get what both of y'all are saying it's literally damn near you're damned if you do damn, damn if you don't 50-50 because if you want to use the whole thing with the people growing versus people just going to the store is that what we're doing Basically. I mean that's an example well but it is a good example because like you said if a catastrophe happens it's kind of both ways. If you're dealing with a weather catastrophe, the crops might be fucked up. If you're dealing right. with a weather catastrophe, you might not be able to go to the grocery store. Supplies might be low. Yeah, but so I mean, if you like, have the basic knowledge of just like how to grow crops and live off the land. But if the you, conditions is not able to I know, to but do I'm that, saying though, if you know, but if you know how to maneuver around those conditions, like, yo, okay, I can't grow this because X, Y, and Z is happening. Let me try and live off of this plant that exists in this current condition that you can kind of still eat. This does open up an interesting conversation. A lot of people don't even know that basic, like, like what you can and can't eat if they were to get trapped in the wilderness. Like, <laughs> people would be eating berries and stuff and I still think that's dropping like flies. Like, we'll actually need to have those skills, but, I mean, I do feel it. Like, I, got a, I, got yeah. a, I got a crazy question for y'all. I might fuck y'all up. Right now, state of emergency, on the phone, on the broad, on radio, everything, they say shit is shutting down. There's been an outbreak. And it's like for real, like on that zombie shit. You know how you know how we watched the zombie shit, and it was like slowly shit was happening, but they weren't sure. What if this shit was like we just weren't paying attention, and it's like boom? What's the first thing you gonna do? Oh, like on somebody like the Last of Us type shit. Yeah, like like right now, it's like you just found our shit in the fan. Right now, we here. It's like damn, like at this moment, what are you doing? Who car got the most gas? <laughs> That's the first thing you doing is looking for a car. Yeah, we gotta go. You're not calling your family, see how they doing, see everybody cool. See at that point, I mean, my parents are in Egypt right now, so. Dang. Your parents are Egypt right now, for real? Yeah, I, I, Damn. I, I can't call them. <laughs> Dog, that's <laughs> fucked up. I can't call them if, if, if that really would have break out over <laughs> in Egypt, like, right now, or if that would have break oh, out, like, shit. nah, like, we gotta, hey, we, we are in this room right now together. Damn. That's wild. What are we about to do? But that's, but I only ask that, <laughs> I ask that because as crazy as it sounds, it's like, a lot of people really ain't prepared. I ain't prepared, I'm not gonna say I act like I am, that's why I'm just like, you know, what do we do, man? You know, like what? Are, like what? What are y'all motherfuckers gonna do? I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna prepare for that. Nobody's prepared for that. <laughs> I'm not going to. 
You can like, I'm not <laughs> but, like, like, but, like but what would you do though? Like, it's like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, would you, would you? So the first thing that would come to my mind is first try to understand what's going on, right? So like, if everything was shut down, why is it shut down? What's going on? Like, what's the cause of it? From there, like, gain as much information. You don't got time to figure that out. Yeah, no, <laughs> no cap. It's not no, no line. What you mean? No, like this shit hit the fan. Look, and did last you, of us did, knew what was going no, on. No, not the last of us. What was the show? I mean, they watching? gradually found out what was going on. No, no, no. Like, no, but think about it this way. What if you was, what if you were in a situation like the daughter where you just no. wake up in the middle of the night? Where you just wake up in the middle of the night? The reason why the reason why I give you that hyper exaggerated uh, scenario is because somewhere in the world there will be somebody that has no clue the shit's happening, bruh. And that's just reality. So it's like right. if, if that shit, if that's happening, I'm probably just gonna die. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what else to do. I just I look at says I hope it's not one of them situations where like I just happen to wake up to this BS happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me already be present. But the only way you survive is by having information about what's going on. If you ain't got no information, you're gonna die. Thousand percent. That's not one hundred percent true. That's I mean, that is true. Because like I mean, they gradually, slowly but surely figured out. That zombies were attacking people. Like think about, like I said, the girl, the daughter Plus woke up in the middle of the ways night. That it was growing as well, and that you can get contaminated. Bro. Right. What are you talking about? What are you, what, are you, what are we talking about exactly? The Last of Us situation. Of Us. See, I didn't. I'm not talking about the Last of Us. I keep bringing it up right now. I know. I That's the remember. relevant situation. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> That's the current relevant scenario to draw from based on what you're talking I, about. I guess you're right though, because people are kind of going off that. I, but I, I was just saying it in a nutshell. I was just saying in a nutshell though, like. Some people, like I'm going off the scenario of the uh, the Walking Dead shit, the, the the shit that happened before to the pregame shit. Yeah, how I was like, they were saying it, but it was either you believed it or you didn't, and people wasn't really believing that there's like people just randomly going crazy. Like people was just kind of like you know they don't want to believe it in denial. So you, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of people that's not really trying to like hear that real shit is about to happen. Yeah, but homie's situation also didn't help. Homie's personal situation also didn't help his credibility. It doesn't matter. It about does that. matter, bro. If the reality is, man, if some shit going going down, because I don't, I'm a motherfucker. I don't even watch the news, dog. So I gotta go off, like just senses and the people around me in the streets. But even to your point, though, about people just believing the situation, because I, I think of the mom in that, like the the the, 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 the Walking Dead joint, like she saw the zombie situation go down, and she still chose to kind of like ignore it and like kind of like circle circle around it, as if it wasn't really going on like you just seen one of your one of your son's friends like you know i'm talking about the car scene i ain't even watch that show. I ain't gonna hold you. i'm talking to seven man i ain't gonna lie i smoke a lot of weed <laughs> but, you, but motherfuckers got killed in there but all i know is if the shit happens i'm not ready and it's a thing to think about because when covid happened motherfuckers was walking around like they, like a chicken with their head cut off like i said before and yeah it's kind of tame now but it really is an eye opener, man. Cause what's next? Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. I really lost your minds over that toilet paper. Right. paper t- I was toilet paper t- over toilet paper Shit paper crazy, towels, bro. bro. I was like, all things for y'all to stockpile. Toilet paper. Toilet yeah. paper and paper towels. People got a boo boo. That is hella true though. <laughs> shitting is shitting is a necessity. And it's crazy. It left all the flushable wipes. Which is, which go which you know do the job. I'm saying, I'm like, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Right, facts, flushable flushable facts, wipes might even be better. Facts. Day one since day one. Huh? No, nah, they are. Oh, man. We can't, we can't be giving out the gems, though. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we should edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, like. Bleep that out. On another note, though. <laughs> dude, what's your, uh, I know you said um, you're not going to be out there for that long in L.A., but 
um, career-wise, man, do you have any game plans on your own? Are you trying to, like, leave an umbrella and do your own thing and boss up? Or are you trying to, like, you know, move up a ladder in, like, a corporate realm and, you know, boss up in an office? Like, what you what you trying to do? Well, I'm already a boss. So, <laughs> so That's fair. You no, know, let's not get that misconstrued. No disrespect. <clears throat> no disrespect. You know what I mean? Respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. Respectfully. But, um... Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, right? Is to always get my finances up, right? I mean... I'm really saying, like, moving up corporately yeah, and bossing or, like, you know, owning a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you trying to move up a ladder or are you trying to branch off and... Do your own thing. Yeah, that's what I really mean. Um, I think right now, like, I don't necessarily care which <clears throat> either or. Uh, right now, I'm kind of, like, more so in the learning phase. I'm just trying to learn as much as possible. I'm trying to get that paper. Yeah, but like in order to get that paper, you have to have knowledge, right? Like you have to ha- you have to have something that like people want. So right now I'm just doing a lot of study and doing like a lot of learning, and then by the end of the year I'll start like forming out a game plan of how well my career or like what my life to look like. What you reading right now? In terms of books? Yeah. What you taking in? Um. So I'm, I mean I'm doing a lot of things, right? Like I'm doing a lot of like studying in terms of like coding or like whatever. And then books that I'm reading right now. Uh, I'm reading like the Untethered Soul. Um, it's a good book. It's kind of like detaching and like anxiety things like, like working that. on inner self type shit. Yeah, definitely self improvement, whatnot. Um, what's the other book that I'm reading? Man, what was it called? It's called uh, How Do You Live. It's a book. Um, it's a very like uh, popular like Japanese like literature book. Uh, it's made for kids generally but like it was uh transcribed in english recently so this book is actually being made into a movie it's going to be the last like studio uh i was pronounced this wrong so my bad uh ghibli um i think you got it right oh they're doing a lot they're not doing no more movies no this is the last installment oh of a series or this is the last movie that he's making oh yeah like the studio itself yeah or or at least the director Okay. Yeah, the director. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is the last installment of it, and it's gonna be based off that book because he said that was his favorite book growing up. That's mm. dope. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. That's what's up. I'm actually uh, kind of feeling like getting into a. Uh, I don't know what I want to read, but like I feel like reading something. And lately, like when I in the past few years, everything I read has not been like for entertainment. It's been like kind of like you know self improvement type yeah. shit, or educating myself. But I've been just wanting to read some shit because I'm feeling real creative. And I feel like writing, so. I actually been asking people a lot lately, like we you know if they've been reading or not, or what they've been reading on, just to see what like you know what sounds, what sounds interesting to you. Basically, I know you ain't got no book right now. I mean, I'll, okay. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Give me one. Okay. What you reading? I've been trying to read this book for a minute. <laughs> for, a minute for a minute. Called uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, what's it, what's it about? Um, it's essentially about. Basically, what you need to do to become an outlier in whatever field or whatever aspect of life you specialize in, like okay. and it taps into taps into like the whole like ten thousand hour what rule, and goes a little bit deeper into like other stuff that you need to do to kind of like be looked out, look at as an outlier. Like I said, in whatever yeah. you do, or like let's say it's like a self improvement. Yeah, let's say you're like a part of a particular, I don't know, let's say ethnic group like the black community or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. How old want, is the book? Right. I'd say it's over 10 probably got like 10 years old at this point it's probably more I remember that book coming out like people reading it back in high school okay so over 10 years probably like 15, 16 maybe 20 who knows but um yeah it's by Malcolm Gladwell and he just kind of breaks down 
essentially what you need to do to become an outlier in whatever you want to specialize in or whatever you want to do or whatever community you exist in. What chapter you on? Chapter one. Mm-hmm. What made you want to read that book? Um, It was given to me. And I had heard a bunch of interviews and stuff by this guy, Malcolm Gladwell. And he's always seemed like an interesting person to me in general. So I was like, you know, Is there I'll, anything I'll check you it out. Be an outlier in? Um, yeah, definitely from like a DJ standpoint, love to be an outlier in that. Um, I work in marketing, so I'd love to be an outlier in the marketing space. Man, you're an outlier to the culture, bro. Um, yeah, honestly, just being an outlier when it comes to like being a contributor to what people would consider the culture, even though it's really just black culture. Have you like dissected on like how you want to like contribute to all of those, like being an outlier in terms of like DJing? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I already kind of know how I should be contributing to to that space like even from a podcast standpoint just a digital content creator like I'm a like with the the first director I had working at the place that I used to work at um, she identified this and she was like the first person I've ever worked under that actually identified this in me like I've always kind of known it to be true but I've just been kind of like figuring trying, trying to hopefully hope that somebody I worked under would also notice this in me but she was like yeah bro you're a connector like you're able to go into spaces authentically and organically and adapt adapt and then also connect people to brands connect people to other people like that's your superpower I see that hell yeah I learned a lot from this man for real for real just just from just watching seeing how you move cause you know me like I'm a more of like in the cut you know I, I be in the crib just working on shit all the time you know what I'm saying but just seeing how you move I I like I don't know. I, I I see I see I see certain things. It's like yo, you definitely know how to connect. You know how to talk to motherfuckers. Like I'm the type of person I'll talk your head off if I vibe. But you can literally start a conversation with a complete stranger and it doesn't come off. It never comes off forced, weird, or it just makes sense every time. Like I seen you do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like oh, he makes shit so simple and it's not hard. But at the same time, it's like you do it and you do it in a way where it's like you you just you good at it and you're not even trying to do it. You just you that nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, I feel like one of my last directors that I was working under recently might be they pouring up some water over there in the kitchen. <laughs> they can't. But like, no, nah, they can't. They, they can hear because if I can hear it in the headphones, they can hear it. That's but yeah, it's like, and it's kind of a shame that this. I mean, that the, the situation just didn't work out the way it worked. It, it, it should have. But I mean, I feel like one of my directors kind of noticed noticed. I don't know the attributes and the strengths I had from like a professional standpoint a little too late to the point where it was like, dang, like. We should have tapped into this dude and like actually like leaned in him a little bit more, but by then it was too late. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my strong suit—just being a connector. That's kind of what I want to be known as: being an outlier in the connector space, especially since I work in marketing. I like that. I think that's and marketing is nothing but relationships. I think but building and establishing relationships with people. True. Um, not to try to gas you up or anything like that, but to kind of reiterate on it, I do feel like. Um, you when I said you Y'all being a, when I said when I said you being an outlier to the culture, you know, people, you know, everybody in this these days want to be in front of the camera. Everybody wants to have status and have everybody want to feel like somebody. You know what I'm saying? For whatever. Well, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like everybody want to feel some feel like they're part of something, and you know, be a part of the culture and. We just had, a, you know, a conversation not too long ago about, you know, what's cool and what's not and shit. And I feel like... I've known No, you we always talking about what's cool and what's not. True. I've known you since high school, though, bruh. And 
you always been somebody who is in the know. You know what I'm saying? And with you knowing the skills you know and being the connector that you are, it's inevitable that you leave a, a footprint in the culture. You know what I'm saying? Somehow. So when you say you're doing the deed, that's why I say you kind of already doing this shit. Maybe if you're not even realizing it. You know what I'm saying? Because with you doing the DJing and you doing uh, trying to do the events and, and you know bring something new to the table, that's the start right there. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people is DJing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people is getting into this shit, but that don't mean that everybody's going to be good at it. That don't mean that everybody's going to be able to connect and get in certain places, certain rooms. Just like that analogy I made earlier when we was having a conversation with AI. Everybody can get the same ingredients for a pizza, but that shit don't mean it's going to come out fire. Nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's real ass shit. You got, you still got to know how to chef that motherfucker up. Got to put some garlic butter on that. Dude. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you being one, uh, somebody that knows how to chef it up, and you naturally being a person of the culture, not because you trying to be, it's because you are. It's like you should be the voice. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, you but I feel like in certain spaces that I've been in, I don't know. Like there's just a lot of inauthenticity that exists I know, I know. in those spaces. So it's like for me, it's like I'm. I'm also never been, I've never been one of those, hey, look at me, clout chasing individuals. So it's like, for me, it's like, yeah, like, I don't necessarily, I'm not after any type of, like, necessarily recognition or need right? to be in the spotlight. You're not, because you, because you, you, you him. This fan came on. I was like, what is that noise? You, but, you're not because you him. You know what I'm saying? When you one of them ones, it, it ain't about that. And I'm saying that for real, for real, like. But it's also annoying, though, in the spaces I work in, because, I mean, a lot of people in marketing yeah, see, are so, on, hey, on. look at me-ish, that it's like, if you're not one of those, hey, look at me individuals. Man, fuck that space, bro. That's my, but that's, on, but that's my point, though. Fuck that space. That space is not you. You are the culture. That space is not the culture. That space is somebody trying to exploit the culture. That fuck them. We, you are the culture. We the culture. And you building an imprint. You don't belong in there. You gonna make your money outside of that, and that's what that that's the point. Like, don't yeah, fuck that space. I know you say you like doing marketing, right? So like, you ever thought about what that would look like if you did that independently? That exactly. Yeah, man. Exactly. I've started to kind of think about that. Exactly. I've been thinking about that heavily over the last couple of months. Like a lot of people I've been talking to, former coworkers, and so they were like, "Yeah, like you should try and start your own agency, maybe." And I'm like, I mean, I've thought about it, but at the same time, it's like, how does one properly go about doing that? To the point where they can actually sustain it and make money off of it long term, and then also find ways to create opportunities for other people in that space. Hmm? I don't talk to John. I mean, yeah, but he also don't necessarily have his own agency. He's done some like freelance work, but that's different than like having your own agency and to be able to being able to employ other people. I'm talking about John Kennedy. Who? <laughs> anyway, John Kennedy. I think I, I think like, I think about uh, old buddy from White and Kennedy though. Um. What I was about to say again. The founder. Oh. They, one of them died not too long ago. Oh, damn. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Recipes. Um, damn. I was about to say, man. I, I think both of them might be dead now. Slick. Uh, oh. Like, Bobby alive. You over which one As far as this marketing thing go, though, bro. I mean, like, they're both old. Um, I don't think it's necessary like okay you know me i'm always going to come from a creative standpoint and you know me i don't fuck with corporate i don't think it's about creating an agency you could do that I'm not saying don't do that i think it's about taking those skills and literally doing you already doing it it's just you know keep moving but like take the marketing skills and implement that 
into your own, and it ain't necessarily. Yeah, it don't have to be an agency. It, it don't have, yeah. and, I, and we're already doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but even if it's like not even Doing from an agency client. standpoint, just like from a even from a consulting standpoint, it's like, how can I not only make money for myself but also find ways to you work with people you know. I know what I'm saying. Though, like, I got to also get handed projects, get placed on projects that would allow me to bring in people that See, I rock with. I you need to pull up to Soul Society this week. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the issue, though, because you said you got to get handed to it, right? Like, no, not handed, but I mean, I have to like. You got to go out there. I have to get. I have to get. I have to get. I have to get projects that would allow me. I know me. what he's saying. You got to go out there and take them projects. No, yeah. no, no, for real though. I, I know it's just no, 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 for real. That's why I said you need to go to this week's Soul Society. No, I plan to because like, it really does. It, it it comes with connect. You just honestly, this is what this is what I've been doing. Motherfuckers that know me know that, like. I'm not a starving artist, but like I have the heart of a starving artist, but I strive for independence, meaning I ain't trying to be broke, but I understand the sacrifices with certain things. So I chose a certain route versus my peers. A lot of my peers chose the corporate route. I chose the creative route, but I always knew one thing that was parallel to the lanes is that it's all about what you're bringing into the table at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I really feel like you know, it's this op it's opportunity that you're looking for. Like, if a motherfucker don't give you the opportunity, you gotta create the opportunity. And I never came from the corporate world, and also didn't go to college. So I always was like, man, if I don't build a resume of my own, then it's not gonna happen. So I'm saying all this to say, it starts out small scale. You may not get nothing from it in the beginning. Like, I I got my clothing brand, I got my website, we got an art show out here, we just put a media hub together. We're now doing the podcast and creating content. You know what I'm saying? It's like slowly. You know what I mean? And then the skills you learn from your world, the skills that I learn from my world, it's like you're that's just happening right now. You're basically on the foundation of whatever it is that you own. And I feel like that everything you've learned this whole time has led up to this point. So I feel like shit, embrace that shit. That's why I say fuck that space. Me personally, I would not try to go back into that space. I feel like everything has for a reason. The motherfuckers didn't want you there anyway, so they didn't value you. Yes, there will be people. Definitely, definitely didn't. There will be people that will value. There will be a company that value value you, but they're only gonna value you to the as far as what they're willing to get from you. Let me not say they. I'm gonna just say they as in the two individuals that I was working under. But when it's corporate, you you gotta say they because when you dealing with corporate, you you gotta deal with ladders, you gotta deal with bullshit, you gotta deal with. At the end of the day, bro. Yeah, I do what works for you at the end of the day. To be honest, like yeah. Whether that's going corporate, whether that's working independent, you really just gotta do like what you feel is right. I was for trying you. to do both, <laughs> and you can still do both. Yeah. Nah, but I was trying to like do both. At a, I was trying to do it both, like at a brand that I liked, and then no, just, like, it makes sense that existed in the space that I like to exist in. But there's more brands that you like than just that. Exactly. Yeah, true. But but this is why I be saying the only reason why I'm going so but that hard. One, that one was a little tough though, because it was just like that was the one that I had been talking about literally since like you know the age that they start asking kids like yo what you want to do when you and get older. That. And I feel that, but fuck it, what's number two? Exactly. I'm hip. Exactly. I'm, hip. I'm, hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. But like like I've been telling people, I'm like yo, I was the type of person that like. My my he plan, my plan, school, my plan. No, I was on this shit. No, well, I mean, but, but my plan, you know, my plan. It, like, but your plan worked out though. It, right? it, 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 it did. Exactly. Like, you got it, it right. You it was did. Right it there, right? did. But it's just like imagine all the people like who never even got a job. Bro, right? facts. No, I'm, I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. But I was I was planning on like spending the rest of my professional like corporate career. That wasn't part of your path. Obviously, obviously not. But I'm just like yo, like I'm the type of person. But you still did it though. You made it. Right, right, right. But but what I'm saying is, I was the type of person that was like 
that would have been my goal since like childhood. So it's like even my plan B. And C, you achieved and D. that goal. No, no, no. But check this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hip. I, I'm acknowledging that. But I'm saying though, like I was the type of person for the longest where it's like regardless of what wherever whatever the spaces I ended up in, my plans, my plan B, C, and D were only in existence to still get me on track, back on track for my plan A. But you already hit plan A. I, 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 honestly. Right. So now I'm having. I've just been having the hardest time trying to figure out what is next. Now Dude, that he's no. Listen, Aaron, for real. You I get what you're saying. Like you still on plan A technically, right? Like you already accomplished that goal. You just on to technically. The next thing. Yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. That's why. That's what I was saying. I've been having the hardest time trying to figure out what's next. Stop saying that, man. What do you mean? Because, bro, you don't. It's everything happening right now the way it's supposed to happen, my guy. Like the funny part about all this shit, how I got here. What you tell me on the phone? I'm trying to get you back to LA. No, 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 no. You what? said, bro, you should come out here. I want to do a podcast. Well, nah, I've been talking about doing a podcast for a minute. You have, but you want, like, I wasn't planning on coming to fucking Portland. Nah, I know you were trying to get back to LA. And I was like, I'm trying to start a podcast. I'm on the West Coast. LA is on the West Coast with Portland. It's only a state away. Right. I'm like, bro, but come out I'm to saying- Portland. Come kick shit with me. Save up some bread. And then... Help me get this podcast off the ground, and then when you want to move back to LA, move back to LA. So what I'm saying is, everything all up until now, we're doing it. You where you supposed to be right now, and I truly believe them motherfuckers doing what they did to you was like the biggest blessing, and you can't look at it in the negative. That's my opinion. So I believe that. I can kind of agree with that too, just because like because you that in the culture, this you supposed to be the voice of the culture, bro. You one of them, and I was like, embrace that shit. Don't fuck them motherfuckers in the space. You where you supposed to be. That's why I, that's why I feel like just keep on figuring it out. Like you doing it right now. What's happening right now? Like I mean, I've I've definitely accepted it and definitely understand that everything's happening for a reason. But it's just like the nine year old version of myself is still just very like the nine year old anno- version anno- is happy the situation. Still, should be, should be fucking proud. Nah, right the nine year old version is happy that I like got there. Like, but it's just like the nine year old version of myself you, is still kind of like a little empty because I didn't get to do everything that I necessarily wanted to do in that space I mean where you start ain't always plus corporate is always on fuck shit so you just gotta always know that that's true you gotta literally I hate to sound pessimistic but once you realize corporate don't give a fuck about you it's much easier to move around no definitely and I've also always been one of those people that's always been trying to appease the inner child within myself and like, it's not I, just corporate I, 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 it's I'm the fucking plastic guns facts it's, it's, it's I would never I would, either, I would like, never it's, it's do, I've always said no, I would never do anything that the 10 year old version of myself wouldn't as far as the corporate shit be okay with me doing break it down like corporate is what it's just an organization or a business made up of people so like whether it's a corporate or independent you still gonna mess around with fuck people that's but true but that's, that's not one but yes always but there is a certain type of real stigma that comes with corporate for a reason. But there's and there's a lot that, of... There's stigmas that come with both. Yes, but... Bruh, well, hear him out, Ish. Nah, real shit, though, because, like, I'm all I'm going to be naturally biased, though. I'm not going to lie. My opinion is going to be naturally biased, but at the same time, it's not because it comes from experience and real-life real experiences. We've all kind of been experienced when we've seen what corporate does. We know that it's harder to do things on your own independently. But we know that the reward is way more valuable. We saw what happened when COVID hit and motherfuckers lost their jobs. People rely on someone else. Yes, don't get me wrong. You can fail in your business too. But I'd rather follow my ass on my own terms than follow my ass for some, um, through somebody else's, or on somebody else's terms or on somebody else's watch. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like on a corporate end, like 
Yes, you're going to do with bullshit the same way you. Holla back, bro. I love y'all, man. Be safe. All right, y'all. Um, I do feel like on a, on a corporate side, you're going to do with bullshit just like you do with independent. But there's certain structures in place with corporate that you just don't get with a lower scale or a non-corporate company. There's more, uh, what's the word? More freedoms? More integrity involved, more real connection. I'll give you a prime example. When you're dealing with corporate, unless you have a certain type of relationship with somebody, it's either you got to kiss ass or do some shit to try to get, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't got that, you have to basically compromise certain situations to get in certain situations. And even with having a problem with somebody down to, they got human resources, bruh. Human resource offices exist for what reason? To protect the company. <laughs> no, but that's funny you say that because when you go, when you, have, when you have an issue with a company, you go to human resource office. No, you're supposed to fucking go there and get resolved. But remember, you, like mm-hmm. you said, it's with people, right? Don't go if to HR. If you piss somebody off, you just making the situation worse. Don't go. That to- shit really be happening more in corporate than it does in independent or like line corporate. So what I'm saying is, you deal with a lot more bullshit in corporate than you do on the other end. You just do. Like it's just the truth, because it's capitalism. At the end of the day, money is run. They don't give a fuck about none of that extra shit. It's protocol and it's money. And it's structure. I'm just going to tell you, bro. Like, we'll give you a very unbiased opinion. It sucks for both, bro. Like, whether you're corporate or whether you're independent. Like, regardless. Like, at the end of the day, you can get fucked over on either. Like, that's you just can. You can, for sure. So, like, it's really about what path you want to choose. Like, there's... Neither path is more profitable than the other. Like, it's just what it is, what it is. You can make a lot of money in corporate... You can make a lot of money being independent. Neither is better than the other. It's just whatever you choose to choose is, is your decision. I mean, how I want to play the game, I want I, I want to be in bed with corporate, but in my own way. Meaning, they come into me, I ain't going to you. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Like that's how I see the shit, and I feel like you know that's how I want to that's how I want to work the shit. It's either that or I ain't fucking with them at all. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm always gonna be that, be like that, and then after seeing what happened to my 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 bro, and then you know what happened to me, even with Google, cause like I always bring up the Google shit, cause that shit really was filed, dog. They really did fire me on my day off, and really genuinely did not tell me why. Like they literally did not tell me why, and it's just, you couldn't even tell me why you fired me. And but I'm young at the time, so I don't even know. I'm not thinking. I like I don't. I wasn't thinking about unemployment. I don't even think I could have got unemployment for that shit. To be real with you, cause I think you had to be there for a certain amount of time or something, right, to even get unemployment, right? Mm. Either way it goes, me being young and ignorant, I didn't even, I wasn't about to fight it or, you know, it's just whatever. But the point is, it's like seeing that happen and then knowing that I had an opportunity, I might not even be talking to y'all right now if I would have kept the job that I had, but I chose Google because they was paying more. And I'm like, shit, I'm going for that. And then it's Google. I'm thinking Google on my resume, even though that shit had nothing to do with what I wanted to do in life. It had nothing to do with, with my vision, but... I'm thinking like, you know, pays good and it looks good on a resume. But it's like I was literally working for a distribution company um, that owned a clothing brand. And, yeah, I was already on the path that I was working on. Like I was on the right path, basically, and I chose the money route. I chose money instead of following my heart, which the money was going to come anyway. I ended up on my ass anyway. So but that's my personal experience. But I'm only saying that because at the end of the day and then going forward, my dude. This is the longest job I've ever had in my life, dog. And I'm a hard worker. It's just that I'm an artist. I'm a creative. It don't work for everybody. Like, for me personally, corporate kills creative spirit a lot of times. 
You know what I'm saying? And unless you have great relationships and you have a good environment, it's not healthy for a creative. It's more sacrificing than anything. I mean, it definitely not does. Necessary. I just even think of the projects that we work on creatively. It's like we would have huh? projects yeah. and it's like we would we would literally brief in an agency to execute it creatively. It's like, damn, this was my idea and I can't even like... Yeah. But again, it really depends, right? Like, for situations like that, yeah, you're working at a huge, huge company, right? So, mm-hmm. of course, they're going to outsource their work. But if you're working for like an agency or even like a smaller company... A lot of that work you're going to be doing yourself. But so even then. It doesn't necessarily kill creativity. On the other end it really of the foot. It really depends on like where you're working. Not to cut you off, but on the other end of the foot, like even working in the agency space, it's like, I just pitched this dope creative idea to this client, but of course the client always has the final creative say. So it's like. But that's always going to be the case. Like if you're working with somebody. I know, but even that eats away. Even that'll eat away the creative because it's like, dang, I just came to you with this dope creative idea that I know for sure 100% resonate with your audience based on how you briefed us in. But based on X, Y, and Z and all the politics that go on internally behind behind closed doors, like the idea is not really going to come out the way it should come out yeah. for the audience it's intended for. Yeah, but that's just services. Like That's just how any service works, right? Like Some people might not like the service or like the idea, and that's just how it is. Yeah. That's how it is. Like, when you're like creating something or doing something for like somebody else, like it's harder because they have the opportunity to say yes or no. That is true. But I, what I was really just saying is, as far as the creative shit, though, with corporate, is that I just see that f- for what it, for where, for where I wanted to go in life, I noticed that I could never keep a job, and it wasn't because I wasn't a good worker. It was because there was, and, and, and in a way, it sounds like I say I have a problem with authority, but it's more like I have a problem with the way structure is made with these companies. A lot of people have responsibilities and obligations. They got kids, they got uh, mouths to feed. So a lot of people will put up with companies' bullshit simply because they can't afford to lose their job. Me being young and just being a a risk taker and not giving a fuck and just knowing my value, I just got tired of working jobs knowing that I'm being treated a certain way. And then it was always some stupid bullshit. It'd be always some dumb, petty shit, but it would always put me in a position where it's like, either I can allow this to happen or I could speak up and say something, and it's just going to make the situation annoying. But it's like, I'm doing what's right, even though I know it's making my situation worse. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like that a lot in jobs. But then when I move to a new job like this, a job that works within my lifestyle, within my environment, I have been the longest job I've kept. And then what's even crazier, when COVID hit, I got to keep my job. A lot of people got laid off. So I'm only saying, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I just look at the corporate, and I'm like, man... That shit was not for me, and it didn't work. Like, I don't, you know, and I feel like if you're naturally a person who is innovative and creative, you can maneuver in the corporate world. I'm not saying you can't, but it might be easier to just get it out the mud on your own, and I'm just now figuring that out where I'm at now because I'm kind of spoiled now. I work in the weed industry, bro, and it ain't even about the fact that I can smoke weed. It's a, it's just so much more to it. Like, the hoodie I was wearing, Burn Money Studios, that's where I record, money, um, record music at. I would have never met the people I met, if it wasn't for me working at the weed shop, like all my connections and all that, just like that, I didn't get that shit working. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, corporate offices is different. Even you've encouraged and said, "Yo, you should be in those offices." But at the same time, I saw what happened to you, and I'm like, "Damn, that could have happened to me too." I mean, not necessarily in the created in the office, but I mean, like like working for the brand. But I'm like, you should be in the office, like working with these brands creatively. 
Cause you know, I still feel like I'm inevitably gonna be working with these. these yeah, definitely. These but I mean, sure. I was just trying to figure out ways to like expedite that shit for you. Like, no, whether that be like you going into the, cold, ag- going into the agency, feet. going into the agency space and landing on a creative team, and you're directly working with these clients, like pitching them ideas creatively. Like, oh, this is some new graphics we came up with it for this new campaign. I got cold feet with that Wyden and Kennedy thing. I regretted it for a brief moment, but then I kind of was like, man, I don't regret it because I even talked to people. I've talked to people in industries and corporate industries and people, you know, peers and shit, and mostly everybody kind of encouraged me to stay on my path. But I mean, like I said, most of these most of these brands ain't going nowhere anytime soon. So it's like all people you gotta do me, all you gotta do is pop, create the create the create the the noise necessarily necessary buzz around your name to the point where it's like you can you have the brands knocking at your door. You get to pick and choose which ones you want to work with. True. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what, and I feel like that's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? I feel like. That's why I always was uh, trying to build my own and create my own opportunity. That way, you know, eventually I have accolades and people look and it's like, oh shit, look at look what these people are doing. Like, and it sounds like a fucking dream, but at the same time, it's not, bro, because we doing it right now. You know what I'm saying? So, shit, I don't know. Not to get on a tangent, but shit is real though, man. I personally though, I feel like in the next five years though, all of us we definitely gonna be in a good place. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're going to be in a really good place. I feel like this year is a good year. It's moving fast. But I feel good about this year. I ain't going to lie. We just getting started, really. I'm trying to um, get a few little things uh, taken care of. And then I'm going to put out some music this year. We're going to be putting out more videos, content. Y'all I'm pretty a, lit. Y'all got a vision board? Kind of, sort of, yes. Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, I have a board of my home myself. And he got a board, I think. Yeah, but, a little yeah. bulletin board over here. I put pictures like, and stuff on the bulletin board too. right we got now. But, but have y'all like wrote down like what y'all want to achieve and like what y'all want to do? We have before, but we haven't. We haven't updated. We need to update. Yeah, I think you should look at it every day and like make sure you're updating it because that's how you like stay focused on like what you want to do or like who you want to become. I agree. So. I agree. I'm with. I actually need to update my board myself. I'm uh. The crazy thing is though, like how I work is pretty interesting because when I look back at my board, I like accomplished the majority of all the shit that was on my board it wasn't like literally one thing it wasn't even anything it was some shit that i had to mail out which is funny i didn't mail some shit out that was on the list but other than that like i actually um i pretty much did most of the shit that i wanted to do you know what i'm saying so i got my first music video done that was that was a big fucking milestone for me man you know what i mean but that's neither here or there and We've highlighted the video on the podcast before in the past. Like I've seen the quality of it. Like it's pretty dope, and that was one hundred percent pretty True. much manifested by him and created by him hey, with the help of some homies. This is random as fuck, but I don't want to forget because we was talking about the AI shit. I want to play that message, bro, for the people. Oh, huh, this is yeah. so random, y'all. But uh, so he leaving, like I said, tomorrow. Yeah, I got an early flight. Should I just send it to you? I'm about to tap out. I send it to your phone. Oh, you can just send it. So you can play on your phone. Yeah, he about to. He about he getting yeah. tired. So honestly. we about to, I guess, play this message for him and then tap into this jam session and we gonna slide up out um, of here. So yeah, so I've been messing with this uh, AI cloning shit. I'm not gonna tell you whose voice I cloned because I ain't trying to deal with no legal shit. But <laughs> basically, I just cloned a voice and I was just fucking with him, man. I'm just be fucking with people, so I sent him this stupid ass message. And it's kind of funny. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> Damn, bruh. Yo ass really leaving a n- But real n- 
get to the bag, so do that shit, bruh. Make sure you keep that thing on you out in L.A. Street spooky. That diff being weird and shit. Talking about express my feelings and shit. So yeah, we gon' miss you, bruh. Oh, and let me get any weed you can't take with you. I need bongs, trays, papers, all that. You a real one. Thanks in advance. <laughs> you a real one. Thanks in advance. Bruh. It's crazy how they add the emotion in that shit, and I did not tell him to do that. Like, it's yeah, because when he first sent me that, I was like, Wait a minute, how'd you get him to like put certain inflection on certain <laughs> you a real inflections one. on certain words and stuff like that? I'm like, He was like, Oh, the, the AI just does it automatically just based on what you type in, it just like puts his own emotion on there. Thanks in advance. I was like, That's crazy. <laughs> These are my you could, you could definitely have my bong and tray. I'm like, No, nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, we about to hop into this jam sesh real quick. Um, as Hell we yeah, said, send the homie. I'm about to get on what you want right now, man. Yeah, I ain't off. Man, we appreciate you holding it down and at least attempting. You actually no, held facts. it down for like a whole hour at least. I was surprised. Facts. That means you love us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ain't real shit. All right, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share it with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV. All music from the jam session is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Earn One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back. <laughs>